Welcome, everyone, to the Meaningful Hearts Podcast, where we discuss the everyday questions that make us or break us if we let them. With your hosts, Drew and Daniela, take our hands and let's walk this journey together. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Meaningful Hearts Podcast. Today, we are going to discuss Headspace. We're not talking about an application that's on your phone. You have plenty of mobile applications like Candy Crush and all that other stuff. But today, <laughs> Daniela loves Candy Crush. I do. I, was I recently started there. playing. Yeah, but, but Headspace is an app that exists for meditation, breathing, and all that stuff. And that's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about is our mind state, where we are in a in the point of our day or in our thought process, and how if we're not in the right headspace, maybe a person we're speaking to or we're talking with uh, might not be able to get our most of our attention or might not get the best of us out of the conversation. Daniela? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's the right headspace, but a different headspace. I think it'll be better understood if we explained what happened because this episode was actually inspired by a conversation that you and I had the other day. So I think it'll be helpful if you share your viewpoint of what was happening and then I'll share my viewpoint and how that played out during our conversation and how that ultimately inspired this thought. Well, we were we were just having a conversation after a long, long day. We didn't speak on the phone the other day. So it was more or less like a conversation of our days as a whole. And I was not really feeling the best, or maybe I was looking at the negative aspects of my day as opposed to seeing the wins. I was seeing more of the challenges ahead and not being appreciative. I guess I was just having a bad go of it. And Daniela was coming from a great day, just having an awesome day. And I guess me explaining what was going on in my head, I, I guess my stresses over finances and maybe small breakthroughs financially, but they weren't necessarily big to me or they created more hurdles, which I kind of sounded a little sour about. And she's like, what are you saying? Like, that doesn't sound like bad. That sounds good. Like, I guess in a sense, I was feeling so poorly or bad about what I was feeling in my head that I couldn't even see the highlights and I was sounding a little bitter. And she was from coming from a positive mind state was feeling more like, choose pulling out the positive in my day and seeing the good in it. And I guess it was kind of like we were on two different wavelengths at that point, or I was in a different headspace than her. It kind of brought her energy down too. Was that kind of a gist of how it went? Yes. From your perspective. Yes. And a little bit of mine too. Um, but yes, just to reiterate a little bit, Drew wasn't having the best day. You know, we all tend to get in our head sometimes and he was having one of those days where he was a little bit more stressed, a little bit more worried, a little bit more concerned. And it's natural, you know, in the current state of the economy, finances is a difficult topic of conversation. I, on the other hand, had had 
a good day versus the day before I hadn't had the best day. So when Drew and I sat down to have a conversation on the phone, you know, he was talking about some news that he received and I was like, wow, like that's such good news. And in his mind, he was like, yes, but I'm worried about this, this and that. And I was like, damn, like that's a little bit of a buzzkill. And it was in this conversation that I actually realized that while being in a positive headspace is helpful, there are times when it is not because I realized that what I ended up doing throughout the conversation was also invalidating how he was feeling because I was only seeing like the bright side, almost like I was negating the worries. And it was actually in that conversation that I had that realization like, wow, you and I are in two different headspaces right now. You're seeing it from a place of concern and worry, and I'm seeing it from a place of like, okay, you've got stressors, but you've also received some really good news. And like I said earlier, it was because of this conversation and this realization that I thought it would be a good question to pose to our listeners. You know, what kind of headspace am I in right now? when you're interacting, not just with an intimate partner, but just with people in general, because it's really going to affect your response. Now, if I had been in a different headspace, if I had been also experiencing warriors, or if I had had a long day at work, or if I was tired, or if I just wasn't feeling good, I might have been in a better position to relate to Drew's experience. Maybe not though, because misery loves company so we could have fed off each other's worries and it could have really spiraled from there same thing vice versa you know if if drew was in a positive state and i was in a positive state we might have overlooked things that we should be concerned about you know there's extremes to things right there's too much you know there is such a thing as toxic positivity i think it's the term um where it's just it's not the right time not the right moment so things could go either way So again, what better way than to think about what kind of headspace you're in when you're in certain conversations, asking yourself, how is my current headspace affecting my outlook on what this person is saying? I thought that those were really good questions to share with our listeners because it always comes back to how to build a more meaningful relationship. Now, I know for me, I'm like, I'm going to make a more conscious effort to be mindful of the headspace that I'm in versus the headspace that Drew is in. And I think I said it during our conversation, you know, I think we're in different headspaces right now. So the best thing that I can do for you is just listen, because the feedback that I'm going to give you is, or may not be as comforting, or it may not be where you're looking for. Yeah. I think also just, I guess maybe a side note, um, a lot of couples find themselves in, in, I guess, unsafe waters when they're trying to be there for their partner, but then it becomes almost like, oh, like an attack or an argument. And then it becomes defensiveness, right, on both sides. And I think it's important to see, well, things, things aren't running smoothly here. And I feel like there's a little resistance or maybe um, you're getting a little upset with me in regards to the way I'm responding. Let me figure out a way to be supportive of you because in the end of the day we're trying to come to a resolution here we're not trying to win nobody's trying to win it's not an argument it's really just i want to be here for you and i want to figure out the best way to do it let me let me try a different approach and uh really appreciative of having a partner that can do that 
And I think that's something that's so hard to do because people always make it about themselves instead of about the other person. So I just wanted to say that. So it sounds like um, not only figuring out what kind of headspace the person is in or the listener, but also how to respond accordingly and knowing how can I best respond to this situation right now instead of allowing myself to get defensive? Do you feel, you know, this? we may not have talked about this. This is live on the air right now. Uh -oh. Did you feel mm. you were getting a little defensive when we were having that conversation the other day? I, maybe a little bit, but it was more like I was getting irritable. I was a little irritable and getting irritated. And it's like almost as if sometimes it's like, why can't you see what I see and feel what I feel and understand it a little bit? But it's not like I want you to because then that would then you wouldn't be able to pull me out of it, right? Or be able to be supportive. It's just my frustration about what was going on. And that's what I got a little irritated. But like I said, we walked away from the conversation. You know, I was thankful and I was appreciative. It was just that I was in a bad space. So I was having a hard time of it. It's like when, you know, you're just not in the headspace to hear those things. You kind of, you might react or you might say or be a little defensive by default, I would say. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And actually in turn, you know, for me, um, it was a bit of like a buzzkill on my mood. And I think yeah. you, you, you pointed that out like you didn't. And I think sometimes when that happens, I know that for you, it it's not a good feeling because no. you're putting a damper on my mood. And then we have like that back and forth of like, it's okay. Like it's bound to happen. And I don't think that there's enough of that in disagreements or moments when you're in different headspaces and not just with partners, but with friendships too. And any type of relationship where, you know, I remember saying to you, it doesn't, it's not going to change how I feel about you. Just recognize that I'm a, I'm a little upset right now. You're a little upset right now. So the best thing that we can do is just acknowledge that the both of us are upset, that this conversation, you know, it's taken a little bit of a different track and we need to kind of redirect and know that the, the feelings are not here forever. They will pass. And I don't, I think couples struggle with conflict resolution because of that, because oh, yeah. they fall into that trap of you're just not getting it and I'm going to stick with my point. You're not seeing my point of view and I'm going to stick with my feelings as opposed to compromising a little bit and recognizing this is something that we've also said before. It's not you versus me. It's you and me versus whatever problem is at hand. Yeah. I think also a lot of couples, one argument can make or break their relationship. It's like, you yeah. don't understand me. You don't get me. You know what? I'm done. Or they hang up the phone or it's like it get the the relationship gets put on pause until further notice. Yeah. And it's like, that's a lot of relationships. I've seen that so often in observing, observing people around me, people that I know that literally a conversation or a disagreement turns to the relationship being literally put on, on ice it's or, or thin ice or whatever. It's like, Whoa. I think that those types of, situations come from stuff that we've also talked about un unresolved conflict from before that's yes. why i make it a point i know you and i kind of joke about this sometimes but when we have a disagreement or when i get upset or when you get upset i think you 
adapted this habit from me actually because i realized that you started to say it more when i was saying it when i would say hey like it doesn't make me love you any less it doesn't you're not i don't see you as a different person now i've really actually realized in this moment that you've started to say that you know more more often I think or not more often just when we have disagreements if you are able to use it with your heart and mind and with the best intentions it's good to adapt that and communicate it back to the person that uses it because it might be an easier way for them to feel soothed soothing soothed feel better i would say soothe i know i'm just being jerk. soothe <laughs> i i guess that in a in sense you 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 mirror the language that somebody uses with you that you actually like and it's like well, well let me mirror that music that back we use a lot of sayings and things together that becomes part of our relationship language i guess and yeah. it's in our vocabulary it's kind of like easy to say okay just so you know this is where it's coming from yeah and uh yeah i, love yeah, I that. definitely agree um you know i we started off with just one point in this episode, but I actually, in having the conversation with you, it actually sounds like there's a few points that our listeners can take away. The first thing is asking yourself, what headspace am I in when somebody's talking to you? Because your perception is bound to change depending on the headspace that you're in. And when you are in different headspaces, how are you going to respond? You know, how are you going to best be supportive? And then the other part, at least from what I'm taking away from it, is the last bit that we were just talking about. Knowing how to have conflict resolution in the sense that one disagreement or somebody being in a different headspace than you, how that's going to affect your relationship. If it's going to make or break your relationship, there needs to be some evaluation going on of your relationship itself. And keeping those things in mind, I think those are like the three main things that I'm reflecting on our conversation right now. Drew, what do you think? Yeah, I also think that just because you're in a great, great mood does not mean everybody else has to be a good mo- in a good mood around you. I think that's the thing too. It's like you come home and you're feeling this fire, and the other person's not, and you get upset. Some people get upset with that person because how can you not feel the fire that I'm on? I'm like I'm I'm I was just won the championship. You should feel that too, and that person's just not, and you you resent them for not feeling that. It's like doesn't mean everybody has a great day all the time and it doesn't happen all at once when it, when we both have a great day it's amazing but you also have to be able to respect that not everybody's going to be in that headspace and you yes. can't be upset with them for that i mean you could get frustrated i guess if it happens so often and you you're constantly getting i guess your 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 sunlight drained from you that's yeah. a, that's a different story i think that but that then you also have to backtrack and see what your relationship is built on and, and see where the communication is missing. Cause I think, mm-hmm. it, I think it's all linked to, it's all linked together. Yeah. Um, I can certainly say that there are moments where I'm in a really good mood and you're not in the best mood. And I'm like, damn, that's a little bit of a buzzkill, but I'm not mad at you for it. I'm just no. like, damn, like that sucks. I respect your space and you also respect mine because I know yes. that between you and I, you, you try to be in a better headspace when that's happening sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't when it does great when it doesn't also okay we just know to give each other maybe a little bit of space maybe a little bit of time to process the way that we're feeling yes and we walk away not resenting the person for getting Mm -hmm. that space like babe listen if you know do your things you don't just take your time out and we'll circle back and that's it i know she has her time and she'll circle back to me and we'll talk and and she'll appreciate me in return for giving her that space 
and time to just kind of chill. And that's okay. You don't you don't have to get you don't get upset with your partner because they want time alone to their minds, their brains. We we have to take we have to check in with ourselves first before we can vibe with somebody else and speak with them. It's very healthy. It's not it's not and you cannot make it about yourself. It's not like, oh, this person, uh, they have they're upset with me because they're not talking. It has nothing to do with that. I I had a personal encounter with with somebody that I know that their significant other was upset with them because they didn't, they didn't speak with them for three days. That's a miscommunication. But when they finally saw that person, instead of saying, how are you doing? Like, let me talk, let, whatever it is. If you don't want to talk, I understand. But more like, you're not going to talk to me. You're really not going to talk to me. Like, are you serious? Like, how can you not go and talk to me? Just tell me what's wrong. Uh, it, it, is it me? Did I do something? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, you got, you got to, you got to I mean, in that case, you know, going three days without talking yes, to somebody, but, uh... but sometimes, <laughs> but when it's out of the ordinary and it's not a normal occurrence and somebody is acting in a way that you've never seen, and it is a little scary, sometimes people crack a little bit and you got to step back and say, okay, well, I am going to protect myself and make sure, Hey, I'm not the asshole in this situation, but I'm going to give you your space. And if you come around, you come around. And if you don't, then... I don't know. I don't know. I guess you, I guess our relationship doesn't matter I, to an extent because in reality, you do have to communicate with somebody sometime. I was just yes, saying that. I would say that if you're not going to talk to somebody for three days, at least give them a heads up. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes the approach is did something happen so terribly that you just couldn't speak? Because no, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying that it's more of a not taking it, that it's not always so personal. Yes. Just like when you were upset the other day, it wasn't a personal uh, thing towards me. It was just what you were going through. Yeah, I gave and an I extreme. That, yeah, you, yes, that was an extreme. <laughs> smaller, smaller instances. Um, I, um, but yeah. I get a little carried away sometimes. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with that being said, again, three points to ask yourself you know, how different is the headspace that you're in versus the other party? How can you best support that person? And what kind of relationship do you have with that person that is that whatever you're, you know, the different headspaces that you're in, it's not going to make or break the relationship. It's not going to make me care about you any less. Like I respect you. I'm here yeah. for you. Let's just figure it out. I think those are the three main things to take away. If you take other things away, great though. That's awesome from if listening you have to Drew to and I ramble. If you have something to add, that'd be awesome too. We're always looking to learn, maybe see it from a different For sure. a different area that we didn't see it in. We came yeah. to some of these conclusions as we were speaking about it. And it also piggybacks off of our other relationship talks and things of that nature. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know what those things are. Well, Daniela, would you like to sum up anything else? Is there anything else you'd like to tell the community? Is there another value bomb that you want to drop? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think it's just, you know, thinking about Headspace. It was such an like enlightening moment for me, even though it's things that we already kind of apply. I thought, you know, it's a really good question because we're not always aware of how different our Headspace is compared to others, how they affect our relationships. And again, not just your romantic relationships, but your relationships as a whole. You know, whether it's that friendships, colleagues, teachers, mentors, family, you know, these things also apply. And I think if we are able to 
be more conscious of conscious of our own headspaces, we can learn how to better respond, which ultimately means that we can build more meaningful relationships, which in turn, more meaningful lives, which is the whole premise of our podcast. So that's my value bomb. Doing a little dance. (laughs) We appreciate you all for tuning in and listening. We hope that you have an amazing day or night wherever you are.